L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S everybody thank you so much for being here for a live recording fancy seeing you here wow (laughs) thanks for checking out a live version of friends with marketing benefits hi i'm logan i'm brody so excited to have you here we're going to be talking with a very special guest who we're not going to introduce yet because you can't see her you don't know who it is great it's a surprise that's right um it's going to be a great time so this podcast is a bi-weekly podcast that comes out Every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, I guess, at your favorite local coffee company. That's great. Um, and it's produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network. That's us. That it is. So you kept pointing over at me. I was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. This is my thinking hand. <laughs> I'm just here for the agreeing. Big smiles, lots of nods. Okay, just look pretty. Look at that hair. That's, look at that hair. Come I on. actually have it in my contract. I'm required to be complimented on my looks at least twice any meeting or show. <laughs> So, you know, if there's not another one, I will walk. I'm not above it. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Make another compliment. Great, got it. Um, LASpodcastnetwork.com for more information about that. Please also consider subscribing to LAS Plus. It's just $10 a month. It supports our independent network. And, uh, and yeah, it, it gets you ad-free versions of the shows, including this one, bonus episodes. It keeps our advertisements really, really inexpensive, really accessible for really awesome organizations. We're now just working with Junior Achievement, a local, not even local, a huge nonprofit that we're working with locally. And we're able to keep those numbers, those advertisement prices so low that even, you know, really accessible to anyone. Absolutely. Junior Achievement, brand new advertising partner for this show. So shout out to Junior Junior Achievement. Can we give them a big round of applause? Thank you. And joining LAS Plus keeps our prices low, keeps our advertising prices low, and lets us really engage and invest in local community action as well as local community business. Brody, you sound like you know so much about this. It's as if I like directed some form of business within LAS. Weird. Weird. Who are you? For people who don't know. Put me on the spot. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I am, I've been on this before, but I'm coming on now a little more officially, and I am our director of business development here at LAS. Sometimes community engagement, but I'm too lazy to put too much of a title behind my name, so we usually cut it there. But I really <laughs> work with deciding who we work with and what we do with them. We should explain a little bit more. So I'm Logan. I'm the uh, kind of CEO and founder of this podcast network. And we're an independent podcast network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We have 16 podcasts on our network, all hosted by people in the community, your, your neighbors, your community members, your local influencers. Um, and, and yeah, you can find those on any podcast service. And we also have a mission to partner with local businesses such as Stillwater to elevate them and elevate uh, their voices and the voices of local creators. So. We're off to a good start. We started in June, and now it's November, and, and look at us now. We're crushing it. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> we're, we're doing so good. Just just buy. Just believe me. Just trust me. All right. Well, enough about us as a network. Let's talk a little bit about our guest and today's episode. So this is Friends with Marketing Benefits. we got to talk to friends who have marketing benefits. 
we gotta. It's the rules. It's the, it's the rules. And we have a fantastic one here today. It's none other than Elizabeth Von Presley. Love it. Crushed Love it. it. Hi, how hey, are you? Hey, I am doing awesome. Yeah, way to kick off the show. And thank you guys for hosting at Stillwater Company. Thank you guys for being the beautiful faces that we get to look at uh, during the show. This is exciting. Can yeah. we give a nice big round of applause to Stillwater? Look at this place. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> shoot. Good energy here, good vibes. See, another, thanks, good, good people here. Another awesome place that really invests in their community. I've seen them giving back. I've seen them really being a space for local performers and local creators to get involved too. So we love to find you know, places that really align with what we're looking to do. Um, Aliz, who the heck are you? How do you define yourself? Yeah, um, I would say that I am conscious packaging of creative chaos. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, love to be colorful and speak my mind. I am... Um, a singer, a songwriter. I own a couple of companies, so I'm a little entrepreneur here. A dancer on the side, performer, touring, a photographer, own a visual company. And uh, yeah, I've just dealt with a lot of awesome things, a lot of crappy things, so I got a lot of opinions and, and some advice that I can give out about. Just a little bit of everything, not a whole lot of things you want to know about, but maybe <laughs> things that you're like, oh, cool, I didn't think about that, and I'll never think about it again, but thanks, AVP. Appreciate that. Yeah. Put that in my back pocket, yep. throw it away later. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So uh, I guess I'm curious, do most people who are here know Elizabeth Von Presley already? It looks like lots of yeses, right? Right. So your brand is working for you. That's great. And uh, do most of you know her from music? Does that feel right? Yes. Lots of nodding. Okay. I got um, one exclusively know you as a barista, which is really interesting. That's their whole I'm kidding. Yeah, she just gave me her eyes got so big. Does anyone know Ayla's specifically from Stillwater? <laughs> Crickets. No? Great, great. No, great. Right. Just a performer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which is okay. I think that's you know very clearly the the front part of what you output into the community. Right. Absolutely. Right? That's the thing I'm the most passionate about. I do enjoy coffee and being an entrepreneur as well, but that helps fund my true passion, which is music, where I am able to incorporate that here at Stillwater in doing, like you mentioned, live music and and having art, like art on the wall and artists come in and local businesses and such. So my two worlds have collided finally in this point in my life, and it feels really, really good to be able to do both of them consistently. Well, let's start there then, because Friends with Marketing Benefits is a show where we talk to a friend, we get their story, and through the telling of their story of who they are, we pull out bits and pieces of knowledge and insight around marketing, in this case, brand specifically, and uh, hopefully something you can take and apply to your own personal projects, your businesses, whatever you're working on. Um, so yeah, let's start at the beginning. How, when did you know you wanted to do music specifically? Yeah, I was, my dad actually was a wedding singer. So growing up, I was raised around that, watching my dad perform at weddings and just really getting into it. Um, like people would be walking down the aisle and my dad's like doing a little bit of a dance and everyone's sitting completely still and I'm, you know, beaming with pride. Like that's my dad up there, you know? His I pants are too tight, but I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, so like I was raised in a family of musicians. My grandma played the accordion. Um, and what I really love about my family is they would teach me how to play something and then they would say, but forget about that and play it how you feel it. And so my grandma would never videotape me playing like Alley Cat or for Elise on the piano. She would videotape me when I was coming up with something on my own. So from a young age, I was always supported in my own originality and to like really dive into what made me unique. And she would always applaud the biggest for that. And I know that like when I did a lot of theater and I played the role of a lot of different people over the years, and it was absolutely satisfying for that time in my life. And I moved to New York. I did that for a year or so. I did a couple off-Broadway shows and I realized while I was living there that I, I wanted to come home and play the role of myself. I wanted to stand onto a stage and sing my own words and of course some awesome Britney Spears covers, don't forget about that. Um, but like my own words and, and my own experiences and stories and hopefully you know, gain a crew of people that had those similar experiences and together we can create something beautiful and original. So a lot of us, I think, and, and I'm sure a lot of you out there, already have a bit of an impression of what Elizabeth Von Presley's brand is, right? But do you feel like at that point in your life, when you're in New York, when you're pursuing theater and performance, um, 
do you feel like you had any semblance of that brand, that personal identity at that point in your life? Because I feel like so much of it is so personal to you. Yeah, I think just standing in a line um, of people auditioning for a show where they're trying to, I auditioned for Belle on Broadway. And so there are 700 brunettes standing there wanting to audition for Belle. Even if they weren't brunette, they were wearing a brunette wig. I was like, girl, no. And so, you know, you're against all these girls. And even then I had wild colored hair. And so I always have stood out. And I, you know, I thought maybe if the director wanted to do Belle with tattoos, you know, if they wanted to branch out and go real, you know, 2018 or whatever with it. Yeah, so I think I've always known that I was different and that I didn't really want to fit into a mold. Um, but theater is definitely a big reason of who I am today and giving me the voice of, like I was always cast as the brassy sidekick girlfriend, you know? I was always coming out and doing the hot dance number and then running off stage. So, and I think that's just all I've been doing for the past five years really, you know, is just being that brassy sidekick girl that just comes out and, you know, does some showstoppers and, and hopefully makes you look at, you look at me and you think, well, I mean, I'm built like her, I look like her, she sounds like me you know, nothing too extreme in any direction, like I could do that too. Mm. You know, they could walk, look at me and be inspired, like little girls will come to my shows and look at me and be like, mom, she's not the skinniest person. She doesn't have the skinniest legs or, you know, and I don't try and hide my body in that respect either because I like being an example for people to see that's me up there and I can do that. I don't have to fit a certain mold, you know, and, and depending on what color my hair is or whatever, like express yourself in your own ways and, did I make any sense with that? I think I feel yeah. like I just kind of rode a roller coaster there. I'm definitely a chain of thought kind of person, so a That's live right. audience is frightening. It's so good. <laughs> I, I have two follow-up thoughts with that. I guess the first is, did I see a post from you just the other day that a young girl had a, a was it a birthday cake? Yeah. You know, thinking about yeah. you know looking up to you and looking up to. Um, you know, what you represent for, you know, for young people, right? Yeah, that was really, really wild. A little girl saw my performance at Balloon Glow and she told her mommy, like, I want to be her for Halloween. You know, I want to be her. You know, I was this role model that I, I never signed up to be a role model. I just right. kind of, I was just being my genuine, authentic self. And I found that that is when people related to me the most, when I wasn't trying to be a facade of somebody or say words that were my own. And so when I am my most authentic self, that's when, Normally, it's a, like little girls or middle school girls or like the misfits, the people that don't fit in somewhere. They find a home in my crew, in my family, and you know, they're able to then you know, find acceptance in the world that maybe is not so accepting to them, you know, whether it's school or home life or something like that. So this little girl, for her birthday, all she wanted, she didn't want any presents, she wanted an Elizabeth Von Presley cake. And so her, her mom had made this cake with these Van Halen stripes like my guitar, and there was a little me cut out on it. It's so wild, and I'm just playing in my queen shirt, and I was so overwhelmed that I had that much impact on somebody. I just cried for a good hour. I couldn't, I, I didn't have, you know, the right tools in my tool belt to know how to react to something like that because I hadn't experienced love or, you know, acceptance on that kind of level. So it was, it was bizarre. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot I about that. I loved it, it was great. It yeah. was so sweet. I want to know what flavor that cake was, so I forgot to ask. That Sorry. second point I wanted to make, too, is, is it seems like a big part of your brand, just by being yourself, became um, an authentic accessibility. By, through being authentic, you became more accessible to people. Do you feel like that's For true? For sure, yeah, and it took a lot less work. I mean, before I was worried about like, you know, I got to post at 10 a.m. I got to make sure I'm writing about my gig on Friday. I got to, you know, follow this script that you know is going to get you more social media views and things like that. And then I realized the more off the cuff I am, the more in a place I am, the more people are able to relate with me. And the less I worried about what people thought about me, the more people accepted me which was really bizarre. It was as though people always judge you. People will always have something negative to say about you. But focusing on the people that you are actually able to help has been you know, a game changer for me. Yeah. You know? So just, just driving more towards your authentic self and what you stand for and who you are. And you just you sift out all the BS and it's clear. Yeah. And kind of on that, I wanna, you mentioned 
you love being the role model for, you know, someone who's the awkward middle schooler, mm -hmm. who's uncomfortable, who feels like they don't fit in. It's kind of a few of these things you've as constantly been able to find yourself more and more and not worry about what other people think. Growing up, especially being a performer and doing those mm -hmm. things, did you have a lot of that growing up? Has it been a lifelong difficult process of finding yourself or were you kind of like, I don't fit in and I'm okay with it from a younger age? Yeah, I think a lot of that came down to um, my parents were definitely very loving and accepting of my differences. Um, like little kids for Christmas would ask for toys and I would ask for a blue pleather jumpsuit. Um, so nothing has changed. So You're it's I still think, nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I still cool. own that jumpsuit and I don't fit into it anymore, darn it. Um, but I think it comes also from I was just born knowing that I was different and knowing that I had something to say and just not listening to the people that were, you know, spreading, you know, hate or anything terrible, but just mm -hmm. finding my people that were my people and that I could feel safe around and knowing who to surround yourself by. And again, it came from having really great parents and a really supportive system. I was totally an awkward nerd growing up. I mean, I was not super cute. I was just really fun to be around and I made people feel accepted and loved. I mean, I played trombone in the marching band. Like I'm not your quintessential like hot girl in high school. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I, I kind of understand where they're coming from. And, and all of us have that insecurity in us, no matter how confident we come out. You know, we all have that tiny 10 to 20 percent of us that feels like the little, you know, the little nerd in the room. Of course, totally. I say nerd in a negative way. That's absolutely not a negative thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think it's easy to relate to people because I am also that still yeah. am that and am owning it. No matter how confident you get, how self-assured you get, there's always still self-doubt. Oh, absolutely. Finding the ways to push through it that I think you've done an amazing job absolutely. with. That's created such an awesome brand. So yeah, I'd love to step out of your personal story for just a second and yeah. look at what we've talked about. So thinking about being authentic and that making you more accessible, how you figured out who you were and how that's impacted how you are perceived uh, outwardly, right? I think it's really interesting. And then you mentioned, you know, finding your people, right? Yeah. I think that's, those are the same things that a company or a business or a band or an artist would look at as well in terms of their brand development. You know, we're talking about it for you on a personal level because it's your personal brand. But for LAS, right, we are spending a ton of time thinking about who we are. What do we actually want to say? And that influences the brand that totally. is the brand of right? course because people on social media they can find the holes and they can poke into them and they see right through you if you come off as inauthentic on right. social media so the more you know about you and the more you feel okay with it the more they won't be able to penetrate your brand and you just keep moving forward and then you just you get the fire gets bigger and bigger and then you're able to light Oh, gosh, I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, and totally. <laughs> figuring out who you are is a massive process. Oh, and right? it's, it's never over. And, it and you constantly process. have to be learning and changing, and you like this one day, and you can change the next day, and that's okay. And as long as you don't get stuck in what you think your brand is, your brand, especially with me, my brand is me. But, you know, you guys, your brand is you guys, and what your, you know, uh, motto is, and you just keep coming back to that. For me, it's love and acceptance and originality and authenticity, mm -hmm. and I always come back to that. Am I being true to that? Yes then keep pushing forward. Can you, Alex, our producer, Alex Schulte, our producer, everybody. Hey. Can, yeah, you, can you play the sound clip of Angela Billman saying our motto? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, fun. The LAS Podcast Network. Always local, always authentic, always surprising. To learn more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. So there you go. So that's that's where we started, right? Local, authentic, surprising, and yeah. and those, you know, we refer to ourselves as a value forward organization, right? And a community development organization. So, in everything we do, we always consider how is this local? How is it authentic to who we are, not just as individuals but as a group? And then how is it surprising? How do we push ourselves outside of the box? How do we push our community outside of its box and, and create something new? Such as a live podcast in a, in a coffee shop on a Wednesday uh, in the middle of the rain. It's great. Hey, it's always surprising. <laughs> it's romantic. I like it. Um, right. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking around the room and I know what a lot of you do, um, whether it's, it's real estate or your own business as an entrepreneur or, you know, whatever it is, a musician and, and all the work that you do. Um, there's a personal brand identity as well as the company brand identity. And those things are not inherently separate or inherently right. different, right? They often right. influence um, 
influence each other. So I, I love that. I love what we've already... Of course, like the pink touched. coffee sign. Pink is my favorite color. It's in my AVP brand. So of course I brought it over here to the coffee shop. Just a little boop here, a little boop here, you know, a little bit of me so that when I walk into this space, I also feel at home and I feel comfortable here, not trying to put on a facade that I am anything other than what I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what this space is. It's a little bit of a skeleton hanging from the ceiling with a really nice, uh, you know, whatever kind of rock fireplace that is, you know? It's not trying to be anything that I'm not. I have no clue what that is. So yeah, well, I think that's important nice. you like when you have your own brand, like I own a photo company, you know, and I'm not right. trying to deny the fact that I am the person taking the photo, um, but I, that's how I see the world and knowing that that's what I bring to that company is the me element of it. How I see that person that I photographed, how I see that they're beautiful, the angles that I wanted to photograph them in. And then therefore, hopefully they see themselves that way too and think, dang, I'm hot, you know? Yeah. So like it's, sure. it, yeah, your own personal brand can melt into all of your companies. And I think I want to take us, we've talked a lot about being a performer, building that brand. Yep. And now we've also talked about being here, you're at Stillwater, you're running a coffee company and investing all that time that you've built learning about coffee and being in that. Can you talk us on a little bit of that trip too of what was that road? Because you've been a performer, but then you also, how did you end up here running a company, helping to run a company, managing this coffee shop? Because, you know, what's that whole, you've had a lot of lives, a lot of tracks. What's that route been like? Right, absolutely. Um, so the pandemic happened and I'm normally out, you know, doing, being a touring musician or out living life, you know, outside of Iowa. And so I was here and I was approached by um, the family that owns this company and they mm -hmm. said, hey, we want to bring you on. We really need some direction. So it essentially, they brought me on as a marketing person. And now I am part of this company um, because we've kind of braided our lives together so seamlessly. And I've always wanted to have a coffee shop that offered live music or live performance. So it just happened a lot sooner than I was ready for. But luckily, I have an incredible team of people that work here. I have an incredible manager um, and able to do both things that I'm passionate about. And it's a good time. Yeah, it's a lot of work running marketing for this company, running marketing for my own brand, running marketing for a couple other companies. And it's a lot, but there's always a million ideas running through my head of ways that I can, you know, stand out. I, I don't know. That don't beautiful know. chaos. Beautiful <laughs> chaos, honey. Yep, yep. Try and find its lane and drive. Right. That brand through and through. Mm -hmm. And so I think anybody who interacts with uh, your brand as a musician and then comes to Stillwater is going to see some direct connections. Of course. Right? Yep. Um, can you walk us through that process of discovering your own personal brand identity, a visual brand identity as an artist, and then how you've intertwined that into now this coffee shop? Yeah, um, I was talking to my bandmate Jake earlier and, and I asked him to define my how I do things marketing wise and he says control. I'm always in control. Every piece of it, the angle, the filter, the lens, the music, the colors, all of it, I'm, in, I'm a control freak when it comes to that. So everything that comes out from the coffee shop, I've had my hand in it so that it all has that same brand. It's when you have a bunch of people working on something that it gets really difficult to know what is your voice, what is it that you're saying. You've got a million filters going on. Um, like, you know how fun on Instagram it is to slide through somebody's feed that's just so seamless and beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just keep going and keep going. You can't help yourself. So that's what I've tried to do here, you know, you figure out what it is I want to say what colors I want to use while I'm saying it and then just keep doing that. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. Um, yeah. I want to dive into that even more. I think we can go okay. even, bit, even yeah, deeper. Yeah. We can get more into it. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we do need to take a quick break because mm -hmm. we need to check in with some sponsors, including Ooh. Junior Achievement. Shout out. Ooh. And also, these lovely people need to refresh their beverages, I feel, and continue to support Stillwater Coffee Company. So <laughs> stick with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And we'll keep talking with Elizabeth Von Presley about brand, brand development, brand identity, and uh, everything Stillwater as well. So stick with us. We'll be back in a moment. Thank you. Brody, it's been really exciting to run this podcast with you and the LAS startup with you, but I'm kind of stressed out. Yeah, why is that? What's well, wrong? It's just stressful to start a business. The, the financial aspects of all of it, it's, it's tough to navigate. I wish that we had learned more about this when we were in school. If only there were an opportunity that taught you things like financial literacy and where does that decimal actually go? <laughs> oh, well, hey, good news. Junior Achievement reached out to us and they're doing great things for the young people in our community and they're working with 
classes K through 12 on a variety of different topics such as entrepreneurship and career readiness and financial literacy. But they need more volunteers and the Friends with Marketing Benefits audience is the perfect fit to volunteer with Junior Achievement. Yeah, their programs are already pre-packaged. They have all the information that those mentors and volunteers need to go in and be successful. They have opportunities in K to 12 classrooms and they don't have to make the planning. They just show up in a classroom and they get to teach the already pre-made class and all the kids get to learn everything on financial literacy. It's super easy to get started as well, right? You just click that link in the description of this podcast episode or go to engage.ja.org for more information. They make it as easy as possible to get involved. It's great. I'm super excited about it. And uh, yeah, Friends of Marketing Benefits audience, give them a call, engage.ja.org. Let's do something great for our community together. I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're Historically Historically Inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin just Harrison, fast, just William fast McKinley, forward to the end. Theodore Roosevelt, we are literally running out of time. Ben, 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 did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! Oh, I did it. Oh, I was in. I was in my groove. Come there. and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm. I'm kind of doing. You most couldn't of even the remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. L A S. Join us for Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest, a game where teams of adventurers navigate through a classic choose-your-path-to-adventure story with the goal of winning prizes from locally-owned businesses in the Cedar Rapids-Iowa City Corridor. Each episode is fun, new, and exciting. Listen to the story and then see if you would make the same decisions as our teams. Will our teams travel to the tops of the Himalayas as they search for the exclusive Yeti? Will they dive to the bottom of the ocean to search for the lost city of Atlantis? Or will they travel through space and time as they explore distant planets and discover new forms of life? Which team will be your favorite? Will they enter the glorious hallways of the Adventurers Hall of Fame by winning the season championship? Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. New episodes release every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and to get started, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. So come and join us for an adventure. And always remember, the choice is yours. L-A-S Oh, welcome on back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How authentic. <laughs> what an authentic entry into the that second the half of the time. show. Oh, so good. Hi, everybody. Welcome on back. Oh, hey. Hopefully you grabbed another beverage, um, something incredible from Stillwater Coffee Company, where we are recording a live episode of Friends with Marketing Benefits. Again, I'm Logan. I'm Brody. And we're having a great time talking with our guest, Elizabeth Von Presley. Thanks for having me, guys, and thanks for being here. That's oh, awesome. by the way, I meant to mention, um, Brody, your beard today? So good. It's like 10 so snaps, baby. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about it. I need it to be a little bit more specific than that. Uh, actually, is, the contract said two compliments, so that's... <laughs> you raised your quota? It's, we're talking we're, about the specifics of compliments. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Put it in the parking right, cool. lot. It's fine. We're going to enter negotiations <laughs> gonna again. We're going to be renegotiating. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's great. I love being here. <laughs> we are talking with Elizabeth Von Presley, a fantastic local musician, and also, what do I have, creative director... At Stillwater Coffee Company. Mm-hmm. Hi, AVP. Yeah, hey, Logan. Do you like being referred to as AVP? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's short, it's to the point, and people don't misspell it. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy, yeah. You're a really unique 
individual in the way that you present yourself, which is one of the reasons why we're having this conversation with you, right? You've got a really unique um, personal brand, visual brand, everything about it, um, even down to your name, like Elizabeth Von Presley. Yeah. That's quite the name. My mom was a really crafty woman. She loved two names, so she blended them together and created Elizabeth. Yeah, and I was uh, telling a story earlier that there's those little license plates that you get, you know, when you're at like little craft bazaars and it's like Sarah and Mary and there was never Elizabeth and I was always so sad. So if anyone has any last minute uh, Christmas gift ideas they need from me, I'd love a little license plate with my name on it. <laughs> I'd, I'd still hold on to that. Yeah, but I appreciate my mom being creative and coming up with a funky name uh, for me. Yeah. It also makes me think, like, if that gift were to be given to you, I feel like it would end up in this coffee shop. Oh, There's a absolutely. Lot of, like, artifacts. And yeah, like, that's my bike up there, that pink bike. Yep. That scans. Um, just like little pillows of mine. That's my pink couch over there, you know? I like to bring in a little bit of me, like I said earlier, then it feels a little bit more comfortable, a little more at home every time I walk in, and hopefully every time everybody else comes in. They're like, is this, this looks the, loved. Is this the point where you actually tell us you live here? I, yeah, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it feels like home. It's, it's fine. <laughs> slides pillow underneath table. <laughs> Folding a blanket sitting underneath right? <laughs> I love that. So actually, this is a great segue. So in the first half of the episode, we were talking about um, unification of visuals and brand. Something that my theater background, I refer to as artistic unification. But I think the, the idea is very similar in the way you present yourself at all, right? And so, like we've said, when you walk into this coffee shop, it feels like you're walking into a piece of Elizabeth Von Presley because it's your bike hanging up on a wall. <laughs> like I crashed right? that on Mount Vernon Road. Last time I ever, I ever rode it, so then I put it up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's safer up there for me and for all of you, trust me. <laughs> so how did you, let's get into the nitty gritty to the, the specifics of it. How did you decide that like pink and black were going to be your brand? How did you decide that you were going to use this font, um, which is, you know, we used in our, in our poster for this event, right? Yeah. Very specifically Elizabeth Von Presley. You have a vision for that type of um, visual presentation. You have an eye for it. What, what goes into that process and what could maybe uh, a listener of this podcast or somebody sitting out here today take away as they think about how to present themselves visually? Okay, yeah. Um, I think it's pretty simple. I pick things that bring me joy and that make me smile. Uh, so like uh, the color pink is the happiest color in the world to me. And For anyone who's not here, it's literally your hair color. It is my hair color right now, yep. Right. And the color of a lot of things my entire living room. Um, my grand piano is hot pink. I love pink. I love things that make me happy and I like to surround myself with those things. And I think that people too often fall into a rut while they feel like, you know, this is how society does it. This is how, you know, the other coffee shops do it. This is the font that other theaters use, you know, and they try and fall into that fit into society's norms role. But then all you do is you just fit in and you don't stand out, you know, then you, everybody's using the same fonts. So I think finding what makes you happy and then of course making it marketable, making it a simple font, you know, so is that when people look at a poster, they know exactly what it's trying to say instead of too much, you know, going on. And I think that's just over time, you know, learning Photoshop, learning your aesthetic, learning your company's aesthetic and learning your customer, like learning, like having a business, knowing that the customers here are usually like millennial or, you know, to fifties kind of age and knowing that they like clean, simple lines because life is chaos. And so giving them something simple, one word, music, there it is, there's music, and then the people that are engaged and wanting to know more about music can look at the fine print underneath, like keeping it simple, knowing that that's the brand here. Um, so I guess just knowing who you're marketing to is, is just as important as knowing what you want to market. Yeah. You actually, so uh, Stillwater Coffee Company, for anyone that doesn't know, you have a mobile coffee we do. shop, a yeah. coffee truck, yeah. or a trailer. Coffee With mobile. The, the coffee mobile. <laughs> it's called Half Calf. Awesome, I love that. And it is very music themed. Yeah. And, and, and actually even your t-shirts, right? Good yeah, for too. sure. Yep. Just like, what is something the other coffee shops aren't doing in town? There's no music going on at them. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to use that. I'm going to run with it. Also, stepping back from your brand and looking at it as though you know nothing about it is very difficult to do, but it is a priceless thing to learn how to do. So I will stand back and look at Stillwater and think, why didn't a whole lot of people come out here today? Because it is a destination. How can I change that? Bring the coffee to them. 
Now they know that the coffee's great. I brought it to them. People are lazy sometimes, me included. Bring the coffee to them. They think, now I'll go out there and try it because I've had it already and I know it's good. So like figuring out what your weaknesses are in your business and then making sure that you are reaching your customers, you know, filling in the negative space. And that your brand is really serving you. Of course, yeah, yep, Mm -hmm. absolutely. That makes total sense to me. Plus, farmer's markets are awesome, and I wanted an excuse to go to all of them. So, little half Doesn't cap. hurt. Yeah, I love them. The flowers, come on. Okay. <laughs> I love that. And I, and I think that it's, it's super interesting to me that you have developed now both for your, um, your music, but also for Stillwater Coffee Company, a brand, and, and still talking about visual brand, where if you see it, you know it right away, right? If I see that pink font on a black background, I have a pretty good chance that it's going to be an AVP related thing, (laughs) right? Or a project. And I think that's one of those things that serves you. Even if you don't stand in line to get some great coffee at the farmer's market, you know that you were there, right? Right. You saw them, you get that energy. Mm -hmm. And then you know that uh, Stillwater Coffee Company is around. Stillwater Coffee Company is everywhere. I need to get out there. You know, and they're, they're hosting live podcasts. I got to get out there. Jeez. Hey, yes, exactly. It, do, it doesn't need to be something crazy. I mean, think about Nike. It's just a swoosh, but they put it on everything. Swooshed over, over, and over, and over. Target, mm-hmm. you know that symbol is the bullseye. Mm-hmm. Like, it's simple. It's a circle, you know? But it's something identifiable, and they just drill it home. It's on everything. So, like, knowing what your brand is, what your color scheme is, and what's your, what your fonts are. Like, when I did marketing work for Theodore Cedar Rapids, I used to do a lot of their marketing stuff and, yeah. d- and designing things. Yeah. They have a font. And I used to come in and be like, oh, here's a fun little funky font. And they're like, no, change it back to, I won't say the font, but change it back to that you got it. You got it. I learned a lot about that from falling on my face and having inconsistencies in marketing mm-hmm. and just absorbing things from people that I admire how they market. I'm like, ooh, let me look at that. And then you go and ask them some questions and you find out they use the same text for everything. So you're like, okay, noted, got it. Now it's in my arsenal. And you start using the same text. Mm-hmm. People don't have to then think about the text. They can read what it says. So it's just consistency in brand. You know, one thing that we learned very quickly as LAS is that it helped to have one specific person do all of our social media posts. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Because they have a specific way they word things. Mm -hmm. They have a specific way that they take photos. They have a specific way they build the graphics. And and having that unification just funnel through one person, um, even that creates a sense of unification within your business. Absolutely. It looks like everything is coming from one unified voice. Which is, yeah, really difficult to do if you've got a team of marketing people. Yep. Yeah, that's a, truly a skill. One thing that I love, and I'm going to call him out, Craig Johnson is, uh, hi, Craig. Uh, Craig Woo-hoo. works for LAS uh, and is a fantastic graphic designer, designed all of the covers for all of our podcasts. And they have a very specific kind of swoosh in the upper right corner where our logo lives. And so even though all of the covers for all of our different podcasts are extraordinarily unique, very different colors, very different logos, uh, different graphics that are specific to that show and tell that show's story, they all look unified with each other because they all have this logo. So very quickly, if you see that graphic, you know, oh, this is is one of those LAS shows. One of those LAS shows. Right, like a Broadway playbill. They all have the same top, you know? Like there's that consistency in brand. We are very similar companies, so it's funny Absolutely. that you mentioned that. Same size, <laughs> same reach. You're right. Yeah, I totally same see Same amount of drag queens. I feel it. Yep, right. I'm in check. Check, check. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, I think we need to kind of finish out your personal story because we started it. We've talked about some really fantastic things, but I think there's a, a way we need to end this, which is um, you came back to the area. You've you know, been here for a while now. You've done some incredible things for the community. You actually have some great community things coming up. Do you want to plug those really quickly? Oh, sure, On yeah. On Saturday the 20th? Yeah, Saturday the 20th. Um, my backup dancers and I are opening for Hairball at the arena, the Ice Arena, which will be awesome. Um, and then December 21st, I'm doing a Christmas show at the Paramount, Christmas in the Key of A. So if you love holiday music and just getting in that festive mood come on out and check it out and then uh, new year's eve with the pork tornadoes at bella sala event center those are the next three big gigs coming up all something completely different for you <laughs> yeah are there any pork tornadoes here any porkers what do I you think call I yourselves spot a pork tornado in the back oh that's what a- do you call a member of the pork tornadoes i'm sure it's not that Porkers? That awesome. can't be right. You call that them awesome? That can't be good. You can't go with that. <laughs> maybe just a musician. Maybe they don't. <laughs> maybe. Oh, a musician? That's they, weird. They don't die. Oh, musicians. Um, so then my question for you is, 
what's next? What do the next five years look like for you and for your brand and for your engagement with the community? Yeah. I, I'm really putting you on the spot. I didn't warn no, you. No, no, that's okay. I've got a couple of exciting things coming up um, that hopefully I'll be able to announce soon. Yeah. Yeah. And other than that, just working on a new album, which every musician says all year round, every <laughs> Correct. year. Correct. Um, we, we wrote the entire album and then we rewrote the entire album. Now we're on the third rewrite of the album because as you go on with life, you change the way you view things. And yeah, so it's constantly ever evolving, just as my hair color. Um, but it'll come out soon. <laughs> promise. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> That's one other really quick point, too, talking about musicians specifically, um, or anybody who's creating and has creative component to their business. Um, that's always changing as well, right? Your music has changed with you over time oh, because yeah. you have changed over time, right? Yeah. And so constantly taking a chance to step back and reassess, evaluate what's working and what's not, but also how you have changed authentically um, as yourself is a really important uh, thing to do on a regular basis to establish, is your brand still serving you? Is your brand still doing what it is designed to do or is it time to grow along with you? Are you yeah. still getting to play it like you feel it? Are you trying to impress other people with how they want it? Exactly. You know, tie in that first little thing that you said. I think that really yeah. reflects everything that you've said of how you've really built that brand is you've played it how you felt it the entire time. It's mm -hmm. really been allowed to build. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And not keeping yourself inside of a box because of what you said or wore yesterday. You move on from who you were yesterday. You are now who you are today, and it doesn't matter what you said yesterday. Um, yeah, you are the person you are right now at this moment, and if you change your mind, that's absolutely okay. And you have to be okay with that. And then the cool people around you will be okay with that too. <laughs> I think that's great. What I would love to do is ask if anyone in the audience has any questions um, f about brand, about marketing, about uh, Elizabeth's next album or more <laughs> stories about stuff in the store. I mean, now's a great time to come up. We have a microphone. We'll pull that out for you. Um, if anyone just wants to chat, we saved a little bit of time at the end of the show to make that happen. So does anyone have anything they'd like to share at this time? I know we're kind of putting you on the spot. It's okay if you do or don't. That's all right. <laughs> They're so scared. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So intimidating. I guess so. I have one other thought okay. that I could bring up and then, you know, ruminate on your questions. If you have any ideas, feel free to share them. Um, but one other thought that I just wanted to circle back on and hit was specifically around audience. Um, because you talked a lot about finding your people, finding your audience and mm -hmm. that influencing your brand. Yeah. How, how did you find your audience? I feel like that's a really, especially in the beginning, an overwhelming thing to try and figure out. Who oh, are you actually course. talking to? Who are you Yeah, you and it's also difficult when you play an event where people weren't coming there specifically to see you, or you're at some place where they didn't come specifically for you. So like I was playing like Balloon Glow, and there'd be like 15,000 people there. They didn't come just to see me. They came to see these beautiful balloons go up in the air, and I've got to try and be like, hey, no, you want to stay and watch and have a good time. So like knowing who to put your time and effort into, I guess. But that, again, comes from being authentically yourself. And you can tell when you're being authentically yourself and you're singing and you're existing on stage and they're right there with you, like those are your people. The people up in the front row, the people that are at your shows, liking your Facebook stuff, sharing, buying albums, buying merch, the people that support you, you know, friends, family, relationships, and complete strangers. Yeah, <laughs> the people that are, they show up for you, yeah. What I actually think for me that turns into is a conversation around um, advocacy and stewardship for your business, right? Who are the people that champion you on a regular basis, right? Who are the people that love you, love your brand, love what you do, and then will turn around and represent your business and your company and your project to a wider audience, right? Who are the people that start that word of mouth that we're always talking about? Mm -hmm. Who are those people that, that champion you on a regular basis? And I think what you're talking about is identifying who those people are and and then empowering them to carry your brand and your project out? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I've, I've never, I don't have an answer to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that happens. I just, you, you just be yourself and then those people just, they're standing next to you. Well, I think being aware of it. We have uh, some people who, as LAS, message us and say, you know, hey, you guys should try this. Those are the people that champion our business because they care. Right? They care about what we're doing. They're paying attention on a regular basis. Yeah. And they're the people that we then go to and we send them a survey or we send them a question or we say, yeah. you know, what do you want to see? You're the one that cares the most, right? We want to capture more people like you 
So how can we take your ideas and your visions and how can we apply those to what we're doing to, to reach a larger audience? Because you're who we want. And sometimes you'll find the people who come in who are very opinionated, super unhappy about something, if you do take the time, you know, it's like we said, you have to find that place of where is it worth to give that time and energy. Sometimes the people who are the most upset or most opinionated are actually also the most invested. Right. And so you can actually find out learning a lot of that feedback of, we learned that a lot, I have a background in nonprofit and someone comes in, they're super upset about an event and you meet with them and then all of a sudden it turns around and it's like, all right, well, why don't you be the chair? Why don't you lead this event with us and be a part of it? And then you get all this new perspective and you turn someone who is, you know, who seemingly is not a supporter into a huge advocate. I say, have you ever seen that? Have you ever had people who come in who you're like, wow, this is not working out. This person doesn't seem right. And then they all of a sudden turn and you realize, oh, they're just actually, you know, really passionate. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, not getting, not taking yourself too seriously, not thinking that you know all the answers or that you're always doing something right. Thinking that you can take that constructive criticism and that feedback and, you know, whether it was done aggressively or in an incorrect way or in a really rude comment, you can boil it down to the nugget of truth that it is and think, you know what, they were right. There is a hole in my brand here, or there is a way that I could do cappuccinos better. <laughs> we could not burn the milk on that one Tuesday at two o'clock, you know, and not taking it all personal, which is hard when it is your personal brand. Um, but to have a separation of who you are in real life and who you are on social media is important. Um, to know that there are less social media warriors out there, but that there is, there could be a nugget of truth in that that you could learn from. It's Definitely. been super beneficial to me. It takes a lot more energy for somebody to be angry than it is to ignore you, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody's going through the effort of sending you a, a message, I'm upset because you burnt my milk on that Tuesday at two o'clock, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's probably because that person feels passionately about X, Y, or Z, and, mm -hmm. and there's a chance for you to pull from that passion something constructive, right? Mm -hmm. Or even empower them to become a champion for yeah. your business. Or there are just some people that are just meanies. Also you true know? too. Some that just want to take you down. Watch they the want to cut you at the knees and watch you fall, but then you get back up and you, yep, you don't give them any time. Mm -hmm. You move forward. Well, and one thing that's great is that everybody in here now is now part of our network, right? You're now part of our community. Yay. So if you're feeling torn down by X, Y, or Z random person on the internet, <laughs> reach out to us. We would love to chat with you. We would love to be your support network, right? That's what this is all about. We're elevating community. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you guys have businesses in here that you are working on currently that you need any marketing help with? Businesses or projects. Or anything. Um, maybe you, know. you want to do a little light advertising for a very accessible rate. Right. You could just yell Tell out. me more, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It was meant to be serious and it still came out as a joke. It was just like, oh, sorry, That's it's what my made it even better. That was, yep. I feel like that is your personal brand. It is. We've had talks about it. <laughs> We've been in meetings and I'll be like, yeah, that was great. And even Alex has been like, you're making fun of me. I was like, no, that's just what my voice sounds like. Um, I'm trying really Aww. hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just sound dry all the time. True. That's what I love Alex, about you, Alex, we love you, buddy. We love you. Yeah. Love you. But also do better. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Love you, mean awesome. it. Awesome. Love you, mean it. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions? Anything else you want to talk about? Anything we should ask Elizabeth that I haven't thought of? Now's the time. The crowd, where are the holes in our, in our right now? Yeah. Yeah. How do we use this? You go to the yeah, microphone. Yeah, here, come on up. Alex will turn it up for you. <laughs> yes. Here, turn it down for you. Yes. There you go. So when you have multiple brands yeah. and yeah. one is on fire, but the other needs day-to-day -day help. Mm -hmm. How do you manage and put energy in the right places when you have so many different things going on that all feed up to your one personal brand? It's a great question. Because mm. you do have a unique perspective in that you, mm. you represent through your work a lot of different companies that do different things. Yeah, and I will admit that's probably a piece where I am kind of weak, where I'll have a lot of things going on all at the same time and it's really hard for me to float all of the social media accounts. So I'll be like, doing super great with this one because I'm out on the road. And then Stillwater, I'm like, oh man, we have like three new lattes and I haven't posted about them yet. Like, hey, can you guys snap some photos? So like knowing that's something I also need to work on, but I think also having all of it in one place, um, there's Hootsuite, if anyone's ever used Hootsuite, it's a game changer. You're not logging into all of these different accounts. All of your accounts are in one, and it's Facebook and Instagram, and it can be Twitter, and it can be you know whatever you want in there, and you see it all at the same time, and you can just go in there and market and, and plan things like that, which has been very beneficial. Saves time. But doesn't, but guys, doesn't Hootsuite 
like tank your engagement on your social media accounts? That's what people say. Does I, it? I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> Wait, I, I mean, g- legitimately. I gotta go. I gotta I, so that's <laughs> something so I think about a lot. I think a lot about like the applications and the tech aspects of it because that's how my brain works. And what I would legitimately say is, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it because your audience will find you. If you have right? something that's worth looking at or being involved with or engaged with, the people will find it. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. Content and quality speaks volume over mm-hmm. anything having to do with the algorithm. Yeah, like Alex's 11 o'clock, word. 1 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Don't post <laughs> Wednesdays at 3 o'clock. I've been right. in those meetings. I've dealt with all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in marketing something meetings better. Don't tell people. me one <laughs> Yeah, just post something authentic. Post something real. Like, mm-hmm. mean it. I'm doing a show and I really, really want you to be there. And mm-hmm. you can tell in my language that I really want you to be there, not just like Friday, 7 p.m., you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's putting a piece of yourself in everything that you post, whether that's with your personal brand or with your company. Why should people care? Mm-hmm. You know, like, tell them. Yeah. And find, like we said, finding your brand, but finding the community that fits into your brand and yeah. directing those posts to them. So, that, you know, it's like, I didn't find the community that is only on Instagram at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. He's exactly. like, that's not, that's not my community. That's not yeah. the people that I'm going for. I'm finding the way to reach them much more effectively. Right. And also quality posts, you know, not mm-hmm. just like, here's green beans I ate, you know? Like, someone calling the coffee shop? <laughs> yes! <Hello? laughs> we have a phone this here? This is amazing. <laughs> Put it up to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have a call in question. Go ahead. <laughs> this is, bring it up. That is so great. Sorry. <laughs> what was it? FedEx. Oh, it's FedEx. Oh, man. It's FedEx. Did they have a did they have a question? Or, right, did uh, is it about could, branding? Yeah. Was it I um, feel like FedEx has an established FedEx brand. FedEx is amazing. You can see the arrow in the FedEx logo. Incredible. My mind was blown <laughs> when I found that out. Anyway, sorry. Uh, and one one last thing on you know talking about posting and algorithms and all that. If you post if you post at midnight, it's going to get less traction, right? That's just true. But that's what you think. I posted at eleven thirty the other day, and it went crazy. Yeah, it went wild because people are. When are you on social media? When you're laying in bed and you can't sleep, right? And those sure. are your people. Sure. Sorry, I cut you off. I was going to say, those no, are your great. people who are those there are for the people. chaos, <laughs> who can't sleep. They're there for the you chaos. You have all like, those people who are like, I can't sleep. What's going on? So. <laughs> I'm sorry, Logan. I that's great. Off. That's great. No, I, I love that. I love the point. Um, and you're totally right. If your people are there, your people are there. Yeah, yeah. Right? But above any sort of worrying about the algorithm or anything like that, um, content and consistency. Yes. Right? Those are key. Yeah. Those and you can't key. control the algorithm when it comes down to the things that you can control. You know... Facebook meta whomever is controlling it still only half controls it half the time and it goes off and changes You can only put out what you really believe in and if you're worrying about that It's completely out of your control and you're worrying about things that you can't fix and you're wasting your time and energy So I think to circle back to the initial question of multiple Accounts multiple businesses. It sounds like the right answer is is content and consistency, right? I mean if you're not speaking the right story the truthful authentic story if you don't believe in what you're posting your, your audience isn't going to believe it either. I think it's also right? finding the tools that work for you. Like you're saying, yeah. using True, Hootsuite. Workflow. So if there's yeah. things, I have a million projects going on all the time, I have to make lists and make one list because I have four emails that everything is cycling off to. Uh, really finding the tools that you can too to keep you having that full vision so that you don't get tunneled into just this one account that's doing great, the other one that I'm forgetting. Yep. Yeah. I think that's finding Time tools. Time management is huge with all of the marketing stuff. Yeah. Knowing sure. yourself, knowing what you need, the things that, you, like we said, the things that you lack on is like, I need to find a tool that fixes my problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple minutes. Anybody else have anything? Yeah, come on, scoot on up there. Hi. Hi. Um, How do you create trust within your audience, especially if you are younger or newer into your industry? Mm. Is it just authenticity, or do you have another tip? Good question. I'm not the guest. That's not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't asking me. I have a thought. I can answer and then then you do some thinking. You do some thinking. So um, my initial reaction is uh, actually not dissimilar from the same answer we've been giving the entire episode, right? You kind of answered it yourself, which is is authenticity. Because the truth is, if you put what you believe out there, right, if it's it's authentic to you as a person or authentic to your company or your brand... um, then people will have trust in it and believe in it because there's nothing not to trust or believe in, right? So for example, LAS, 
we said local authentic surprising mm -hmm. and we actively choose to make sure that the things that we do support that like doing a live show at a local coffee shop right and and whatever authenticity comes out of whatever this is, right? You point directly at me. That's what I'm bringing to the table. I put it at us, at us, <laughs> at us, at this. Um, so, you know, I think that when we put that out there, we hope that that resonates with people. People trust that they're going to get a certain type of experience because of what we say, because of what we do, because of what we put out. And, uh, and I feel very strongly that, going back to that idea of unification, not just in visual unification, but in actionable unification, the things that we do, the things that we output, the way that we carry ourselves in every aspect of what we do, that is unified. People trust that because, because that's what it is. There is nothing else there to not trust. I think on that, as I said, I wasn't going to answer. I always have something to say anyways. I think it's also a factor of uh, investing back in your community, investing in the people that you are trying to bring in. Great. When people give you those feedback, when they give you questions, not just say, yeah, thanks for that. Say, ask, say more, tell me more, tell me why. What is the real reason that you want this from this brand that I'm hoping you'll buy into? So we have a great guest we've had before uh, on a previous episode, you should go back and listen to it, uh, with our good friend Shannon. She talked about her whole career has been building thank yous and really investing in the people uh, who are investing in you, giving something back to them, giving them a reason uh, to be engaged. I think that when you're starting out is a huge thing that you can do to really make them feel like they're a part of what you're doing when you're building your brand personally. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Love mm -hmm. that. Anything yeah. you want to add? Yeah, no, I love that for sure. Make people feel appreciated because you do appreciate them. Yeah, yeah they, it, it's authentic. You do authentically. For sure. You should. If you don't, then probably you might not want to have that business. But right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, definitely. And I love just the idea of getting out in your community and engaging <laughs> and, and being out there, you know. <laughs> One here, I'll talk about you for a second, AVP, um, <laughs> is I will go to the farmer's market and I will see people that I know out there, right? I'll come into Stillwater Coffee Company and I will legitimately see you here, mm -hmm. right? You're not just a face attached to it. You're not just posting behind social. Like you're actively here because you care about what you're doing. This is a part of you. Your bike's on the wall, right? <laughs> I'm gonna keep going back to it because I'm blown away that that's actually your bike. Um, yeah. but no, I did put it up there so I wouldn't stand under it for too long. Okay, so that was yes. That's. <laughs> but I have trust in this business because I have trust in you. Right, oh, and you nice, trust man. this business. Thank you. Yeah. So you know, yeah. through that um, transitive property, I suppose. I've seen your character. I know that I can trust you, and so I know right. that you wouldn't invest your time and your character into something that I can't trust. That's really yeah. Right. Oh, so thanks, guys. get out there yeah. and showcase you. why you should be trusted. Right. <laughs> Lead by example. I think that's great. Like we said, create advocacy. Create people who also help you to yes. talk about it. Yes. Give you a great review on the internet somewhere. And it's also really easy to market something that you're truly passionate about. So like if something doesn't feel right, maybe it's not the right career for you. You know, maybe you're trying to push yourself into something that isn't the right fit for your future. So like find something that feels right and then do that. I know that sounds really, really simple and very difficult all at the same time. But yeah, it's easy to market something you're passionate about and that you love to do. Find mm -hmm. the things that you love that you're doing in the job, not just the idea of it, you know? Yeah, because then the people, they can smell it. Mm -hmm. They know, they smell, that was weird. They can sense it, <laughs> like how excited you are about it. And then it's so easy to be authentic about it because you freaking love what you do. Yeah. yeah. We'll fix that in post, don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or not, because it's authentic. Smell. Right? <laughs> uh, this has been great. Elizabeth Von Presley, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Get to hear about your brand, get to hear about your personal story. Uh, thank you so much for, for letting us film in your home, right? Yes, uh, yes. Or record in your home. Because um, you do live here. We know that now. <gasps> <laughs> Where can people find you? Do you have behind the book? No, social media. <laughs> do you have social media? Do you have places that can find you? They can find Stillwater. Yeah, they can sure. find any of your hundred companies. Still that <laughs> Stillwater Coffee Co. is our Instagram handle, our Facebook handle, um, and then ElizabethVonPresley.com has got all of my music videos and music on there. Um, What'sYourTint.com has all my photos and visuals on there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
just you might see a couple familiar faces in some of those you videos. You might see these guys up on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it all comes full circle. Absolutely. Welcome to the community. Yes, thank you guys so much for having me tonight. Thank you guys for coming out and supporting local. Thank you, Logan. Thank you, Brody. Did thank just you, become your Alex. Did this become your podcast? You just took over. Wow, I love it. Well, thanks so much. It's so good being here. You have to be thankful to the people that believe in you. I That's just right. learned there this, and I am using the new tool I learned tonight to be thankful for everybody around. Yes. I love it. I love it. And by the way, we're so thankful for all of you for coming out. Can we get a big round of applause for Stillwater, for Alis, for hanging out, hanging out? We're so thankful. Um, please consider supporting the LAS Podcast Network. It's our independent network of podcasts right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. Friends with Marketing Benefits comes out every other week on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, consider subscribing to LAS Plus. It's our premium subscription service. It's just $10 a month. It supports the local creators directly, and uh, you get tons of bonus stuff, uh, ad-free versions of all the shows, bonus episodes, discounts at live events. Uh, we have another live event coming up uh, next Friday, November 19th. Historically Inaccurate, our comedy history show uh, will be at Thu Brewing in downtown Cedar Rapids from 7 to 9 p.m. That's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, it's going to be another free opportunity before these start to really pick up. It's the first time to get in there and see what we're doing and have fun live investing in your community, doing something local. This is our first live show ever. Thank you for being here yeah, for it. Yeah, thank you for coming it's out. So, it's such a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Awesome. Great episode, Brody. Love that hairstyle. Love that beard. Be more specific. It's not too <laughs> general. We'll talk about this later. Like I said, it's fine. It's fine. Love it. I love it. Until <laughs> next time, thank you, everybody. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.